0: Hello and welcome to the PopBreak.com's official Oscars podcast, hosted by Marissa Carpico and Matt Taylor. Hey everybody, this is Marissa Carpico, the film editor at the PopBreak.com I'm here with my co-host Matt Taylor. Say hello, Matt.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And we're back for another category episode of uh, the Way Too Early Oscar Podcast. Uh, we're doing animated stuff this time, features and shorts. Usually we do like shorts in a combined thing, but you know we're just we're we're going crazy this year. We're doing different stuff. Um, so <laughs> why don't we start with uh the animated shorts, which are um. If you saw them, uh, if you try to go see them in the theater, they had a very clear warning not to take your children to it because um, these are some uh, rough shorts this year. Usually I sort of expect the heavy stuff for the live action, but the animated stuff was um, was a, a tough watch this year. Um, it's very different from any year we've done it before, honestly. Um, the nominees are Affairs of the Art, Beast, Box Ballet, uh Robin Robin and the windshield wiper. Um uh we'll start with something a little light just to work up to it, I think. Um Robin Robin. Uh it's an Ardman entertainment film. Um, the guys who do like Wallace and Gromit and the Chicken Run movies. Um, it's on Netflix, easily watchable. Um, I should say that we have been we got to watch these as we have for the last couple of years, thanks to Shorts TV, and that's who does the um uh theater runs as well so thanks to them for that as always um i would literally not watch the the shorts without them <laughs>
1: <laughs> we love them we love we love these guys
0: yeah they're they're they are they are number ones um robin robin is a uh short animated film about um a robin whose egg falls out of the nest and she ends up being raised by mice and is terrible at sneaking around um and uh, it's, you know, the stop motion stuff that you're used to seeing with Arvin. Um, and as a lifelong Arvin fan, I was truly tickled by the um, the animation. But um, I found this really twee. Um, there's like, it feels like there's as many musical numbers in this as there are in Wednesday's story, and it's only like 40 minutes long. Um, and I hated every single song. There, it's really, ugh, it's treacly in a way that I didn't enjoy. Um, and the, um, the story is not that compelling, honestly, you know, um, there's, it's a, it's a common theme, this kind of tale in, um, the not fitting in kind of thing with your family, um, in children's fiction. And this one didn't feel like it brought anything new, honestly. Um, loved the animation. I, I wish I could have watched it on mute. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on Robin, Robin?
1: Yeah, I, I, um... I found it like weirdly half energy given Mm -hmm. everything. like it's funny because there were so many musical numbers in it. And I was just kind Mm -hmm. of like, if you're going to go all out and give it so many musical numbers and make it over 30 minutes, why not Mm -hmm. just make it a feature film? And then you also had like the songs, they felt more like ideas than like fully fleshed (laughs) musical numbers. And I was like, this feels like an outline for a movie that, like, they decided not to make a feature of. And it just, yeah. like, I was just bored by it, And it's, you know, we'll get to this. These shorts were some of the most upsetting and disturbing things I've oh like, watched this year, honestly. And I, I specifically ended with this one because I was like, all right, like, let me go out with, like, the nice one. And I was like, oh, but I'm bored. Like, it's, yeah. like, it just it let me down. um even the voice performances uh, feel sort of like uninspired. Gillian Anderson is here playing a British cat because she will not rest until she puts every British actress <laughs> out of work. Essentially, and um, it feels so like 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 she's just like called like dialing in over Zoom and like yeah I'll yeah. read the lines and it just everything about it just felt so low energy except for the beautiful animation of course because oh. they always look good and I'm like you know it, like i weirdly think this one's going to win because it it's mm-hmm. the most accessible and mm-hmm. i'm like i can't fault someone for watching these five and being like my god like <laughs> let me give it to the nice one but yeah. i am like it doesn't deserve it it doesn't it this does not need to be here
0: yeah it's the only one you can watch with your children um truly <laughs> literally i'm not kidding so yeah it's it's it may be the only one that people watch frankly, even though a couple of these are pretty easy to watch or accessible to watch um yeah it's 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 not great unfortunately the the animation is wonderful it's the best thing about it, which is the whole point of the thing, but you know that doesn't always matter um let's go uh let's go with box ballet um why don't you tell everybody about box ballet
1: yes, um this one is about it's a love story of of sorts about um a boxer uh and a ballerina who fall in love in um in Russia uh in the i believe it's it's set like during like the 70s or 80s i, I did you get any idea of what sense of t- what what time it's supposed to be taking place in or, yeah, it's um, certainly before the fall,
0: the wall fa- falls, but it's hard to say exactly when. I would think the 80s, honestly, like early 80s mostly.
1: Yeah, given the music, I was thinking 80s and everything. But oh. yeah, it's this like sort of love story between a ballet, a ballerina, a ballerina and a wrestler, uh, a boxer. I'm sorry, God, I'm all over the place. People were <laughs> doing a marathon recording session, but um, uh, you know, it's this quasi love story that explores the political tensions of the time. Um. And as well as contrasting these two very different art forms that require so much physical work from uh, the people doing it. And um, I wasn't, like, the animation's nice. I was not totally uh, taken with the animation, to be honest, but I found the story itself really interesting and um, riveting in a way that took me a surprise. I thought there's like a, uh, like a two minute stretch of them going on various dates that I thought was genuinely really sweet. And mm-hmm. I thought the way it contrasted the, their two lives was so interesting, um, especially since it doesn't have any dialogue in it. And um, I will say, and this is an issue that I know you and I have had with these animated shorts um, across the board. The ending feels sort of like there's context missing and I wasn't quite sure what the meaning of the last scene was between the two of them but um up until then I was very taken with it and I think it is a strong one and a testament to how like even when I'm not totally taken with the animated style like you can you can do so much with this medium I, th- I think what do, what do you think
0: yeah I agree about the ending I was like I feel like you're telling me something but I don't even know what to look up because it's so fast and comes mm-hmm. out of nowhere, like I was just like I I I mean I guess I knew this I guess this gives us a clear time period, but I I really don't know. Um, I like the animation a little more than you do I think. Um, I sort of like that sort of soft shaded look that it had. It's very hand drawn. Um, you know vibes. <laughs> if you <will>. but, <laughs> um, yeah, I liked the character or the I guess character design is the right way to put it. It's what the the ballerina is this little stick figure almost, and then the the boxer guy is this lumpy um, potato man, essentially, because he's been getting the crap beat out of him for years. So he's got, like, all these disformed or, you know, malformed, um, regrown bone breaks and probably just, like, fucked up cartilage in his nose and ears. Um, <clears throat> and there's really some charming moments in it. It's as it is without the whatever context it's trying to give me at the end there. It's it's a charming enough story with some eh, with some heavy beats in the middle, um, but ultimately like uh, maybe this most the second most kid friendly um, the only other kid friendly ish one in the whole group um, except for the whole you know um, casting couch kind of part of it, um, but yeah it's 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 I liked it I I, I like the animation a bit more I think of the two we talked about it's the lesser of the two. If I had to give it to it or Robin Robin, it would be Robin Robin. Mm. Um <clears throat> excuse me. The next one is um let's do the windshield wiper. Uh a it's um not traditional animation, it's like uh, you know, uh, computer stuff. Very cool looking. Um it's probably maybe it might be in terms of not like um I mean, we've got very, three very different types of animation so far, realistically. Um, I really like the animation on this. I think where it suffers is a story. It's pretty long for what it is. It's these little snippets of um, modern love, if you will, modern conceptions of love. Um, and I think it's a little too chopped up editing-wise to really work. I mean, it's trying to juxtapose a lot of stuff but it keeps going back to the same couple stories over and over again and after a while i'm just like what if you just did it all one at a time (laughs) like (laughs) this was just a mini anthology i think i could stand it more because after a while it almost becomes just too many lens players realistically um which is a cool thing in animation but to see it like six times in a row it's like i got it i i definitely got it um and some of the messaging eventually starts to feel a little like you know okay enough like love is dead, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a little, uh, I don't know. It just feels a little square, but um, the animation is really good. Uh, I think it, if it were maybe f- a couple minutes shorter, I think it might be a little stronger. Um, Cause, and especially with that ending song that it has, I was like, Ooh, this is so corny. Like I basically turned on it at the end, but animation wise, I really like the animation. I think it's, it's some of the, it, like, I mean, they're all so different. It's hard to say what's the best, but um, I really do like the animation in this one. What are your thoughts on Windshield Wiper?
1: Yeah, I um, I I think the animation's stunning. Like mm-hmm. of all five of these, some of the images in this one have stuck with me the most. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, uh, we'll get to the the most troubling one of the five eventually. Um, and I like. That one I think is kind of in a class of its own in these four, but especially one of the other ones we're going to talk about. There's moments of just shock value that is just so silly in these, and in this one I thought there are some like shocking graphic moments, like some pretty explicit like sexuality thrown in there, and like mm-hmm. nudity and everything, where I felt like it was earned in a in a way that isn't true for some for at least one of the other shorts. And um, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, like this is working for me in terms of, like, a mood piece, but I think some of the observations it's making about love are just, like, so silly. Like, there's one segment where, that nearly made me turn on it, where it was, like, this couple in a shop, in a supermarket, um, on their dating
0: apps. The anti-meet cute.
1: Yeah, and, like, they match on their dating app, and then because they're both looking at their phones, they don't realize they're actually in front of each other, and they just keep going, and they don't ever connect and I was like okay mom like it's like you know <laughs> like like it just feels so like silly and I'm like you know Tinder's been around for 10 years <laughs> I'm like this is like this is not a new phenomenon it feels very 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 silly to me and um, they were just like, like after that I, other moments that I think I wouldn't have found as um preachy did come off as preachy to me, mm-hmm. like you know, like some of the longing glances that people are giving to like others and everything, and I was like, all right, like we get it, like we're living in quote unquote unprecedented times and everything, but you know, <laughs> I I was just like, I wish this animation was being used to tell genuinely interesting mm-hmm. one minute love stories, but you know, beyond that, like that that's me being a, a little, you know, uh snappy towards it, but for the most part, I was like, this is fine, and, like, genuinely on an animation standpoint, it's very cool and stands out in a way that I, um, where I'm like, I wouldn't mind this winning if it did, because I think yeah. it is just, like, an interesting winner, even if I, I roll my eyes at some of the beats. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, the, the design is really interesting, because everybody's sort of with this blocky, lanky look, but it's still, it's not like the movements aren't swift, it's, it's really, it's interesting, and there's, like, um, the colors are almost, like, flatted, if you will, like, um, as if there's, like, things are put together, like, each thing only has a pretty prime, or, like, one big color, but there is shading in it, it's just, um, it's just very stark, I don't know, it's almost like a... Uh, Like Technicolor or something. It's interesting. I I don't know. It's it's a it's beautiful to look at. Absolutely. And you're right. I wish the the content were up to the level of the animation. Really, realistically. But in terms of pure animation, you know, again, if you were just looking at the animation, it it wouldn't be a bad winner at all. Um, I I think we actually we should probably do the the most serious one next because I I I assume we're we're kind of both walking around dancing around it realistically. Mm -hmm. Um, it's um it's Beast. Um do you, you want to talk about it uh like you know your thoughts and maybe a bit about what it means cuz I, I think of um we're probably going to agree on this part but um of the films in this category it is the one that needs the most context
1: before going into it yeah um i'm not going to get too into it because truly like yeah i googled it be, uh to get the context and um a lot of it's very very disturbing so you know yeah. if you I think the movie, the the short film, still works on some level without context because it's really well done. But if you do Google the full context for it, um, just know it's very disturbing. But it follows uh, so, uh, the life of um, a woman working, uh, a real a real person uh, who was a woman who was working for the uh, Chilean intelligence um, directorate. Uh, um, in the 1970s, and um, her fracturing sense of um, reality, essentially, and um, uh, without going into it, this woman was responsible for the torture of uh, people in the time, and it's exploring her mindset throughout this, and it's fascinating and troubling in a way that Mm. just like there's some imagery in it that is so shocking. Um, yeah. But in a way where I was, especially once you know the context, it's like, okay, like I, they are using the animated medium to capture this in a way that like lets this piece of history be known, mm-hmm. but um, is not you know like I think it in live action would just be
0: hit so unbearable. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be it'd be impossible to to watch. I think.
1: Right, so it's the sort of thing where I'm like this is an a really smart use of animation as a medium. It's very effective, very well directed um but trouble like you yeah. know, truly troubling, and it's a sort and strictly on technical level, the animation is very good mm-hmm. um i this would be my win just because I mean like sometimes it does come down to like the thing that doesn't shake like you can't shake off is like. impressive and especially in this lineup where like nothing really blew me away i'm like beyond this one i'm like okay like this should take it i think like it is just a very effective piece of animated filmmaking that i don't think you could do any other way
0: yeah i think it's of the group and we saw one more to talk talk about but um of the group it is the only one where the animation and the content are are perfectly matched realistically Mm -hmm. and I say that without even liking, I, I mean, not, not liking, um, not thinking it quite succeeds. Um, like I, I think you absolutely need the context to really understand it because without it, I think it's a little too um, impenetrable. Like there's so much, it's just such a rich experience with knowing wh- what it's about and what it's the history is referring to that watching it, bef- like I watched it, not knowing, cause I, I I just go into these, Yeah. you know, clear. And then, and then I'll look something up afterwards. Cause I just want to like experience the thing. Right. And I was like, Oh, this is so much richer with that. And not knowing that if I were to just see, be sitting in the, in the theater, let's say watching this happen, I'd be like, I'd be so confused by it and be like, you know, what, what is, what is, I, I think the, the meaning of it is less clear. Um, So I think it's a little too inscrutable if you don't have the, the con- con- the context for it, but you should actually have, the, you should absolutely have the context for it. Um, And the animation is incredible. It's like, probably the most engrossing of the group um and really one of the shorter ones so it does a lot in very little time and the animation is incredible the storytelling is very interesting um and it probably has the most indelible images of of the group too um i wouldn't be surprised if it won but it you know i don't i do wonder how many viewers got through it honestly even though it's very short I, i i would i would see a lot of I could see a lot of um voters being turned off by it just because of the the seriousness of the um
1: yeah the most matter the most shocking image in it happens like in the first five minutes or so, and I think yeah. that's the sort of thing it could be make or break for some people
0: a hundred percent and and I wonder you know, given every time we you know i mean I love reading those articles, and I know you hate them, but um the ones where they like interview anonymously members of the academy and they just have no patience for anything, mm-hmm. I could see a lot of voters not doing the research realistically.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And just dismissing it outright. Um the last one is Affairs of the Art. Um uh it's a continuation of sort of like an animator who's done this before. It's this basically this woman just going on and on about her the various psychoses of her family. Um and it's sort of playing it off as cute, but there's like a lot of like animal torture <laughs> um and like just uh I don't know. It's a it's a weird one. I the animation is fine it's all hand-drawn stuff it's really cool looking um but I found the relentlessness of the voiceover tiresome and was just ready I I hated I I just thought it was so obnoxious it just like it was just the same joke over and over and over again with this constant um you know voiceover and it just distracted from the animation for me a lot um and there's like narration over the credits that I'm just like what what is this like it just feels like it needed an edit, and uh, the, the animation is cool, but uh, truly, this is the one I wish I could have watched on, on fully on mute, and just, like, you know, been like, I don't know what she's saying, but <laughs> I am living for these, these images, because the, the images, I think the animation is really cool, but it, it just, I, I found it unbearable, honestly. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, um, if you go on Letterboxd, the reviews for this movie are not times. Nice. No. And, um... <laughs> I was going in with low expectations, and for, like, the first five minutes, I was like, I don't know, this is kind of charming, but then it mm-hmm. goes, it goes on for goes so on, long, and, on, on, on. and it becomes, it gets to the point where I'm like, all right, like, I get it, like, it's like, yeah. you know, it's the sort of thing where I'm almost, like, split this up into three different five-minute short films, and I think <laughs> you have something cute, mm-hmm. doing it as a 15-minute thing, it's like, too long. Yeah, it just becomes too much, and, um, you know, the animation's very nice, uh, like, in the the way it depicts, like, the grotesque and everything like that, and just, like, Mm -hmm. weird, weird shit, where it's, like, you know, there's some, like you said, violence towards animals that, like, I remember being, like, like, oh, like, you know, this is not as disturbing as it should be because the animation is depicting it in such an interesting way. But it does become, you know, like just boring, and like the shock of it all quickly grows stale and everything. And I was mm-hmm. like, I just found it tiring by the end yeah. of it, basically.
0: I think you're right. I think if it were five minutes or even just half, eight minutes or so, or whatever it is, like it would be far more effective. But it just goes on way too damn long. Um, I I, I think I think Beast might win because it's probably the most impressive piece of this. But I think you're right about um, Robin Robin has a really good shot because it's the most accessible and probably the easiest to watch and, and you can watch it with your kids or whatever. It's the only one you can watch it with your kids. So, um, yeah, I don't know. what I don't really know who's going to win this one. It, you're, uh, you're, I It probably is going to be Robin Robin. What What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I just think, you know, with these, it just feels like it's time to go for the safe bet. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. like, I I almost wonder how many people outside of the – animators branch will even watch the ones that aren't robin robin because Mm -hmm. it is like you know they're just troubling they're like it's it's a weird batch of them that are very strictly for adults and everything and i you know kirsten dunn said she watches every film nominated but i don't know if everyone does so it's like (laughs) you know i i have a feeling it'll be robin robin but uh, i beast is the most deserving of the five
0: yeah, I mean, it, it's just the way to go with the shorts. Like, a couple years ago when that when that movie about the 405, the sh- documentary short or whatever, won, the only reason I picked it is because I'm from L.A. and I know most of the voters are from L.A. And I was like, they're going to pick the one about the 405. And then they did. So <laughs> often with the shorts, it is about, like, the dumbest thing you could think of, <laughs> really, for winning. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to animated feature. Uh, the nominees are Encanto, Flea, Luca, Raya and the Last Dragon and the Mitchells vs the Machines. Um let's start with um let's start with Encanto. Um the Disney film, uh it's a musical. Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote all the songs for it. It is um you know, that high polish, high-color um animation that we've we've seen from uh Disney animation in the last couple of years. Um it's it's uh it's about a girl who um lives in this enchanted house uh, you know in canto um with these her family who at at a certain age they all become um they get these powers and but when she when it's her turn to get uh, her powers she doesn't get any powers um so she's just like um not ostracized but sort of like clearly the black sheep of the family um but then um she starts to something starts happening with the house and she starts to realize it so she basically becomes um the therapist for her entire family which like <laughs> not like I'm I'm stealing this but also thought it when I was watching it I was like whoa this is some you know second generation uh immigrant family um trauma that we're exploring here and <laughs> boy is this realistic <laughs> and also possibly you could you could uh, have a queer reading of it too um but yeah it's a uh, it's it's charming i uh i think i never loved it um i think one of the songs is great um it's the one that's the radio hit <laughs> realistically <laughs> uh um i like the story uh, like well enough um but I, there's just something i don't know something about it didn't quite connect with me i guess i mean i'm probably just too old for it realistically Um, you know, these, these, these movies are made for kids. I I think I always compare everything to Moana and it's probably because I'm like, you know, I've got Pacific Islander heritage that, that connects to me the most, but like everything is always compared to Moana for me, especially when it's like all the music is written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And like, this still couldn't live up to that uh, to me, even though the animation is great. I mean, it's just so lush and so full of like, detail that it's it must have taken forever to, <laughs> I can't even imagine the computers that had to process this thing. Um what are your thoughts on in condo
1: Yeah, I um it's funny because in the moment I remember thinking about watching it like, oh, like this is such a testament to how talented Lena Miranda is of like mm-hmm. how much I'm enjoying each of these songs, but it is funny. I only remember we don't talk about Bruno. Like if you asked me to even name another one of the songs. I I don't know if I'd be able to. Um, nope. And it's like, but you know, there is something to be said of like in the moment, not being like this song doesn't work or whatever. Like, I think it's very enjoyable, but it's funny because like, I think it just, the the conflict is not there for me. It feels like mm. we are building up, like the movie takes so long to build up to this like, uh, climax and everything like that, and then it just feels like we get there and they resolve it very quickly, and then it's like, okay, the movie's over. And um, yeah. I just wish, like, like you know, there was a bit more of a conflict. I wish they like left the house longer. It almost, I, mm. I, I I'm stealing the joke from somebody. It almost feels like it's the animated movie they had to film through COVID protocols because it's like, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> You know, like why are they in this house for so long and not like like it just it feels like <laughs> they didn't create a whole world, they just kind of created a, a, a general idea. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know <laughs> Sorry, I it's just, really funny. No, <laughs> I wish I remembered who I saw put it on letterbox. I'm sorry, I should start writing this. I'm terrible. But um but you know, it's like it just I left it being like, this was fun. Like you said, these movies are for like, generally for children. <laughs> and yeah. like, I am sure, you know, I don't know any children, but I'm sure like the, the ones that enjoy it, like, you know, there's probably plenty, but.
0: It's um, part of I, the brand of this, this podcast is that you and I do not interact with children and it and make sure that happens. True. Like exactly. that's, that's the case.
1: <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, this is, it has, it's like, you know, I, I can see the appeal the animation I thought was somewhat uh, like you know colorful in a way that was that was fun and vibrant, but I wanted like a little more. To me, it like just didn't grab me in any in mm-hmm. any way. But I was like you know I was charmed by it, and uh, we don't talk about Bruno is truly a bomb. So it's the like, you
0: know. I, I remember I, yeah. when it came on screen, I was like I was like you know I was analyzing every song, being like is this interesting? No, I don't really interesting And then that one came and I was like. And I think I said out loud, I was like, oh, my God, what is this Bob? Like, damn, this is the one. And I think I, like, rewound it because I was like, that is the one. That is the absolute one. So, yeah, I don't know. It's There's something that – I don't know what it is. There's something about it that doesn't quite come together, and I'm not sure what it is. I think you're right. It it probably is the the narrative structure, which I think has been a problem for um, Disney animation films in the last couple years and even to a level some Pixar films, is that the narrative's not quite there. And that's what's keeping these from being great, realistically.
1: Yeah, it's you know, I think it will win. We'll get we'll get to that, but I, I yeah, a part of it is going to win because it's just Disney has this you know Choke struggle. Right. Yeah, but you know, um, not my favorite, but not not bad. You know, I, I yeah. get the appeal.
0: No, none of these are well. I'm not gonna say that. Um, let's do the other Disney uh Pixar film. or well, this is a Pixar film. Uh Luca. Um you tell the people about Luca.
1: Yeah, uh this is the gay one. Um, <laughs> it's um it's about uh it's set in Italy and it's about this uh fish fish boy I forgot if there's a, a specific name for the sort of creature. It's been a while, but you know, like this fish boy who wants to be amongst the, the um the humans on land and when he goes into onto the shore he's able to disguise himself as a human boy and he and this uh, other human boy spends uh like a summer in italy sort of exploring around and trying and you know um he's seeing what life is like amongst the humans and it's uh it's really really sweet um again there's something about this ending concert where i'm like on an animation level it's like i i see you know the artistry in it but it just feels so like standard at this point for disney and i'm just like i want like a little more artistically but like i do think there's like a genuine heart here in a way that um uh i haven't felt from a pixar movie in quite some time and um And I mean, like, you know, there's the the third act has one scene between the two boys that is, like, genuinely, like, very devastating and emotional. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is, like, amping up the stakes in a way that I didn't expect. And, like, some people were saying how it feels like a very minor Pixar film in some ways, because it is sort of intimate as as far as a pixar film could be but i think that uh the conflict in that third act like is a really good way of doing like an inter like a a character-driven conflict in an animated movie that still has like this emotional wild that like pixar kind of became known for and the voice works very very good all around so um uh you know i wish the energy was behind this one instead of in you know, concert to be honest i don't i don't love this one but i do think this is like it's between this and another one where I'm like, I think this is the strongest of Disney's slate this year, and I think if Disney, um, like you know, is doing, is going to win the award, I'd rather it be for this one.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think, I think I agree with you on that. I think uh, Luca I like a lot more. I, I, I think the animation is more interesting. I, I think the narrative is more compelling, realistically. Um, like the last act is the stakes feel really big in this and when when the falling action occurs it's devastating and there's mm-hmm. the you're right the last act is really compelling and also i mean the the subtext you know the the queer subtext that everybody has has read into it And i mean it's not it's barely subtext it's 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 fucking text let's get real they just never say it but like it's i mean you'd have to be nuts um but is so surprising and and interesting to see and like yeah, maybe it sort of has to. It does have to, unfortunately, get lost in the sort of like kid stakes of it, of like the bicycle stuff. And I mean, I like the bicycle stuff, but it's not. It, it sort of does feel like it's um, um, not going anywhere in the middle, you know. Um, but the ending of it I, is so good. That last shot, that essentially is a remake shot of of the the last shot of Summertime. The, um catherine hepburn film that we've talked about in our past oscar pod mm-hmm. blew me away that like i swear to god it gave it like an extra star <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> holy christ like and it's like that's that's what i mean about it. like it's not really subtext it's text <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> um and the animation's really 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 good um but yeah that's interesting i i I hadn't thought about it but you're right i think um i think i like this one more than in kanto it's a if it if it had come out later in the year, maybe it would be different. You know, like if you mm-hmm. switched them, if Encanto came out first, it would probably I think it would have lost steam by now, um, except for the the Bruno of it all. Um, uh, why don't we just talk about the other Disney one, uh, yeah. Ryan the Last Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's see, Ryan the Last Dragon um, is uh, about a girl who finds what is supposed to be the last dragon (laughs) um you know the the title is kind of telling you what it's about um aquafina plays the last dragon um they are the girl is like a she's the daughter of um one faction of many factions that is sort of has broken off and has all these parts of land and then um one of the other factions comes to her kingdom and they try to um resolve uh you know, or combined back together. Um, but then this magical piece of like s- this magic, this magic MacGuffin is stolen and um, unsettles the peace that's been keeping these lands from fighting for years um, and finding the dragons. The the one dragon means finding the other dragons and reuniting the kingdom. Um, it's, it sounds really complex and, and it, but it doesn't feel that way when you're watching it. I will say that. Um, I think it's a minor work in terms of narrative, um, but the animation is really, really quite lovely in it. I think interestingly of the three Disney films, I think it's the animation I like the most, but the story that I maybe forgot the most or like least, that least, that least impacted me possibly emotionally in any way. Like, It's fun. um, But it's a little twee. Um, And as stated with Robin Robin, I don't really like that kind of energy. Like, I'm just too old for that now. (laughs) And I don't have children. So, you know, it's just like, I don't know. The the mythology is cool. And the visual style is great. But I just, um, I I think this is sort of too light of a film, even though I really like the animation. What are your thoughts on Raya and the Last Dragon?
1: Yeah, I watched this literally like 24 hours ago. It's I one know. of the yeah, it's one of the more recent ones that I've watched in catching up. And um, it's funny because uh, I went into it with very low expectations because virtually no one I know particularly mm-hmm. liked it. And um, and like we've said multiple times, neither, like I don't have a kid. I you know I don't know what kids like basically so <laughs> i was like i was like you know i'm like i don't know what to expect from this and it's funny because like 90 percent of the dialogue is exposition to set up what has to happen next for the plot <laughs> to happen and normally that would annoy the hell out of me but i just think the animation is gorgeous in a way that i don't think the other disney films from this year are mm-hmm. and um the action is so like interesting where i was like you know what like Fuck it, like I know intellectually that this story has problems, but I enjoyed it in a way that I didn't enjoy the other two Disney movies. Um, in a level where I was like I didn't feel like I was constantly watching something that was intended for kids, basically. Yeah. And like that that at least worked for worked for me on some level. Like I, I thought the action was fun. I thought it had enough interesting stuff that like, you know, won me over and um by the end of it i was like all right like that was a pleasant way to spend two hours my, my boyfriend who i watched it with he um made a note where he, he was like the world was interesting enough where he was like i think it would have been a great tv show but instead we watched like yeah. a cliff notes version of a tv show and i was like yeah like that to me feels real like but i um you know i wasn't bored and like i kind of was watching in concept so i'm like you know, I I get the appeal of this one, even though um I can understand how someone with a kid or a kid would take more to Inkata, basically. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's right. The mythology, I I when I first watched it, I was like, wow, the mythology is wonderful and this animation is great, but it's like it's absolutely true. There's just too much packed in. It would be more fun as a TV show, but the the visual splendor of the those dragons flying around at the end. I mean probably one of the better scenes of of any of the films that we're talking about in this category realistically mm-hmm. beautiful stuff i mean the colors and stuff and the it's it's beautiful stuff and the movement is beautiful it's just a well choreographed like the the action scenes in this are really well choreographed and realistically the other ones don't really have uh, meet, needs for that except for uh, one we're going to talk about but it's just there's a clarity to the the images here that your that even the other disney ones don't have and certainly i don't think any of the other uh, nominees have um let's see let's talk about um the mitchells versus the machines um w- would you like to tell everybody what it's about and your thoughts on it
1: yes um this one is it's so many pictures animation even though it was sold to netflix at some mm-hmm. point during the um pandemic and um uh, follows this uh, dysfunctional family who they're dropping off the oldest daughter um, at college, and uh, they ma- they turn the whole trip into a road trip for the family because the dad is having trouble letting go. And while this is happening, uh, so, uh, some sort of technology malfunction go- goes wrong, and all these machines are suddenly causing chaos across the globe and um they have to work together to you know save the, save the world and everything and this is a lot of stuff that like i normally wouldn't like i'm like truly and again <laughs> going the record not a parent um <laughs> like perhaps no subplot is less interesting to me than like dads having trouble letting their kids go especially if it's a daughter thing like i'm mm-hmm. just like like that sort of thing to me usually would never work um i hate talking about it with dads in real life and i hate talking about it <laughs> with i, I hate to watching it in a movie and um and what watching that so i i went in with like i don't know what to expect the only reason i was like even remotely interested is because a it got very good reviews and um b it had the creative uh similar creative team as um spiderverse uh which i Really like, really like really uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are involved, and like I'm not like by any means like a uh, a stand for them or anything like that, but I I've enjoyed their work enough where I'm like okay like I have the vague interest in seeing this, and I didn't have to go to a theater to see it because it was at home, and I do not enjoy watching animated films in the theater, and I um I was just really taken with it like in terms of animation, I think the animation is uh really stunning in a way that. Not quite as revelatory as something like Spider Verse, but like took me back to that experience of being like, "Wow, like it has been so long since I've seen an animated film from a major studio that like didn't look like the same five movies from the past five years, basically." And it was just uh, like it looked interesting, and I was surprised with how much the the script worked worked for me like I I laughed quite a bit it's been you know nearly a year so I don't remember the jokes that made me laugh but I do remember uh, laughing quite a bit Olivia Coleman voices like the the Siri of sorts in it and she's like doing a a very good job you'll listen to an episode in a couple of weeks where we you know talk about how she's the best actress alive basically and (laughs) uh, you know it carries over into voice work and you know again I I hate to repeat myself again in this episode, but, like, I approach most of these animated movies with the mindset of, like, I am not the target audience, and um, I will only get so much out of this. And this is the one that I, you know, enjoyed the most on a level where I was like, you know, I'd I'd watch it again if I had to watch one of these again, and I genuinely had a good time with it. And I think, you know animation wise, I think it is almost unquestionably the best of the five. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, I, I very much enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. I hated it. Uh, the animation is great. <laughs> Beautiful gowns. Um, if we are if we're just talking about animation, it's the, it's the winner, but I found it. So, um, I, I didn't find it funny or interesting in any, any way other than the animation. Um, like, I, I could barely sit through it. I, the, the manic energy of it um, uh, felt punishing to me. Um, it's over-edited in a way that um, D- Don't Look Up is for me, to the point of <laughs> n- near co- incoherence. Um, and the messaging, you know, I also wouldn't be interested in, typically. Um, but it, I, I felt talked down to by it in a way that, like, you know i'm an adult or whatever and i'm maybe kids would resonate more but like i think you 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 can easily we've seen for the last 20 years you can easily make an animated film that is for children that also, also doesn't make um an adult make, make themselves want to like jump out of a window you know mm-hmm. um and this just felt so heavy handed to me with the like every intention every everything is spoken it's like it never once assumes that the audience is smart enough to ever consider like what, what, understand what is going on. Everything has to be told, which, you know, (laughs) like this felt um, more condescending to me than like, or like less intelligent to me than like in a hotel Transylvania four or something. (laughs) Like it just felt, um, I don't know. It felt so simplistic and the ideas felt simplistic too. Like, you know, this—it felt like an adult's concept of of uh, what what the internet is and like what this digital age is doing to kids. Like, there's some funny stuff in it, but there's just—I don't know—it it, like it just felt so um like the the older afraid of technology, but like don't be afraid of technology. And like, hey kids, like maybe sometimes your weird fu- family is fun to hang out with. And like, I don't know, it just felt so. Uh, I just, I don't know, nothing like like it was just a, like not enough thought into it or something. Um, Yeah, I didn't I, like I found the, the, the jokes really, um <laughs> really desperate as well. It's just like, isn't this funny? Aren't we funny? Isn't this like all these self aware jokes? Aren't they so funny? I'm like, no, s- stop. Like, we get it. It just honestly, it felt like a movie like written for like millennial parents and which technically I would be in that demographic if I had a child. But I don't have a child and I don't like to be, um, as we probably discussed on this podcast, um, I, I, I don't need, like, I don't get a lot of, like, joy out of, like, feeling seen by a piece of media. I don't need to have my nostalgia, uh, you know, stroked at all times. I I don't need, I don't need a no way home. It I don't need that. I don't need that. <laughs> and I just felt like that was, what this was doing over and over again and i just i don't know i i couldn't stand it and i was really surprised because i waited all year to watch it because i knew it was probably gonna get nominated for an oscar i knew a lot of people liked it and i sat down like (laughs) ready to have a nice evening and then i was just like heinously angry for two hours and i was just like I, i i was every minute was excruciating to me um let's talk about um our final one which is Flea, which is nominated in a number of categories so you're you're either going to already have heard us talk about this film or you're going to but um Flea is a essentially um an animated documentary um the animation is used to uh in part to obscure um the identities of the people uh, of the subjects um there's really one main subject who whose story we follow and then his family um the the that person is his name is Amin, um and he is an, um uh, uh, he's from Afghanistan and he uh, is a refugee from Afghanistan who spent a, a good chunk of his life after fleeing Afghanistan in Denmark, um and we're initially told that he his the rest of his family was killed and he was alone, and then it's slowly revealed that it's far more complex and far more traumatic than even that, um. And it's a lot of him uh, it basically laying down with a a camera above him, sort of in a sort of um uh, like a like a therapist's office kind of feeling, talking to a friend that he went to school with, who's the filmmaker, um talking about his life story, revealing all these things and the trauma. Um, and uh, the animation is is good. It's not only is it obscuring people's identity, it's also, allowing us to see these things that he's telling us in a real way. So it's like, usually we would just be, if it were a straightforward documentary, we would just be hearing him talk about like, uh, his family fleeing to Russia and how they, you know, slowly got out of there. Um, And, but there is a different impact by seeing these animated figures go through these, these horrible things. And the animation is very good. I will say, and I, I mean, I can't really fault the movie for this because obviously they are protecting their subjects, but like I felt a slight cognitive dissonance between hearing this like really emotionally raw and honest um, revelation of like a personal history for the first time that like he literally kept kept secret for most of his life and not being able to like experience, having the the, the like mediation Um, of the animation to between me and as a viewer and the the emotions of this real person and like inevitably you can't because you know uh, it's it's about the comfort of the the subject but I never quite got over that cognitive dissonance um I will say the scenes where they're like doing um stuff like you they wouldn't have footage for are really compelling and that's a really wonderful way to convey that and I don't know if I would have been able to um accept those if they were just like inserted into a what is a normal documentary otherwise. But yeah, I don't know. I i just I didn't quite connect with this film in the way I was hoping. Um just because it just felt I just couldn't get over that cognitive dissonance. And 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 that's I'm sure that's you know that's gonna be a personal thing. Like that I know that's my issue. Um but for some for a lot of viewers and clearly a lot of viewers in the academy because they really like this movie, um that that didn't matter or whatever. So I think it's just going to depend on how w- willing you are to go with the, the construct of the film. Um, I think you definitely like it more than I do.
1: Right, Matt? Yeah. I saw it at um, virtual Sundance 2021. So it's mm-hmm. going back quite a while, but I, I was really, really taken with it. Uh, you know, just like, I see what you mean. Cause I do think the pacing sort of, uh, Stumbles is a strong word, I think, for me. But like, you know, the this, this, the domestic scenes of the subject's life now, well, you know, by no means bad or anything like that. Do like, I I felt myself wanting the stories to continue and everything. Not mm. like like I I wasn't necessarily like you know, uh, as invested. You know, there there are good scenes. I just was like I was interest. I was there for the story, and I was interested in the story. And I think the story his story is so beautifully told and, um, via animation where I was just like, you know, I wonder how taking this story and just making it a narrative animated film would have been, but, you know, this is just, that's a minor, uh, right for me because I think it's one of the more powerful experiences, I think, of the 2021 movies and, um, uh, especially the animated ones mm. and, you know it's there are some moments that that you know, having watched this over a year ago now, just stick with me of just very interesting uh suspenseful emotionally effective moments that are you know so beautifully animated I think where i um uh including like a really interesting queer narrative amongst all of this mm-hmm. where i just I just think like you know it's cool to see this film show up in three categories um you know and just get the sort of love a tiny part of me one worries that because it is in three categories um it will almost make it less compelling for people to want to like uh make sure to vote for it in one you know like people might it it might almost like uh, spread out its votes yeah and that's that worries me a bit because to me um you know, this is a movie that deserves to win, and I, I do think it's sort of like the no-brainer animated win, especially compared to the Disney stuff, to be honest. Wow. But, um, but you know, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. I, I think, uh, you know, I, I I'm curious as to what a narrative animated film would look like. From that's, I don't even want to register that as a complaint. It's more of just like a, a general thought about like yeah. a movie that I think is very, very good.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I I, think it's it, it, I think it, we're both sort of approaching a, a similar issue from different different ways, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. because, uh, yeah, it, it is certainly the most substantial film of the group. Um, and the animation is good. Uh, but if you're doing it purely off of animation, realistically, Mitchell's is the best. But the animation is essential here in a way that it's not in the others. You could do mm-hmm. it all of these, those other ones without animation. You need it for this. Um, and yeah, I do think there is something wrong with the construction of it maybe, or the pacing possibly. Like I kept thinking like, um, you know, you, you sort of reference it with like the domestic scenes. It's like, I almost was like, okay, I know that's interesting. And it's talking about this long arc of healing, but like, it's almost like we're missing huge chunks though. It's like, we get the beginning stuff. And now we see where he is now, but I want to know more in the middle. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also feel like I want to know more about the rest of the family because it's it's not just because the trauma is, yes, based in his life, but also based in the like the collective trauma of this family and how losing like that connection would have affected each each and every single person. And especially him, like digging into that more would have been so interesting and and the the one part that they get to do in context of that queer narrative is so good I mean that's such a wonderful moment in this in the movie it's like and you need it you absolutely need it because the rest of it is so heavy it's just mm-hmm. so heavy um but yeah I don't know it's it's interesting but it uh, there is something I can't quite put my finger on that I that doesn't work for me um I think even even though I don't like love it, it it would probably probably be my pick for because it's the most substantial. But like again, purely animation wise, it's Mitchell's. But it's gonna be Encanto most likely. Um, w- what do you think?
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think you know, um, we, there have been surprises, but Disney just has such a strong, um, you know influence over this category and Encanto is having a moment at just the right time where it's like it just feels, you know, like a like a a shoe in victory. And I just like, you know, not a bad film by any means. And again, like we cannot emphasize enough that neither of us have kids. (laughs) But um but I am just like I'm like it feels so lazy even amongst like the Disney films of the category where I'm just like, all right, like Sure, like I, you know, we'll we'll, we'll hopefully the flea will will win elsewhere, and then we'll like that because I think that it deserves an Oscar on Oscar night.
0: Yeah, yeah, it probably. I mean, you know, I'd be surprised if it totally got locked out, but there's a possibility. Um, all right, that is the animated uh category. We'll be back tomorrow with something. Uh, tune in for that. Um, until then, you can find me on all social media at Marissa Carpico, and then possibly that I could have some writing up on the site, uh, on thepoprank.com, a review perhaps. Um, Matt, where are you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Matt and one and Letterboxd at Matt2.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.